Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing, Met Ch- Not- Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel for all of our latest streams, not just on the Heat, but on the other teams in town. And also FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. Brady Hawk's got a great piece up there right now about Kyle Lowry and how he will change the fit for everyone else on the team. I have a feeling that's going to be discussed tonight as well also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network so many of our sponsors are local but this you can play around the country it's prizepicks.com go to prizepicks.com use the code five f-i-v-e you get your bonus doubled that's a great deal when you're starting to play just deposit 20 bucks and give it a shot you can play the power play the flex play depending on how much you want a chance and also you can play across sports so obviously with the nba not going on right now you can play mlb soccer mma or anything else that currently is going on in the world of sports so check out prizepicks.com use the code f-i-v-e that's how you sign up and that's how you'll get that bonus and now tonight's episode Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan, uh, I am joined by Alex Toledo, uh, if I'm uh, saying that correctly. Pretty good pronouncing it as appropriately as possible you can follow him on twitter at tropical blanket that uh that i can say uh with with no um problem uh and no ethan skolnick so it's just us two and we um we're actually going to circle back to something that i thought we should have done a lot sooner i've been pushing for this uh in terms of like we go through um, on a text string, like what we're going to talk about what episodes we want to do and this is something i've been kind of um I've been sounding the horns on and that's Kyle Lowry. I I really think like, as I looked at the episodes we've done on five on the floor, um, I wanted to, uh, to do a little bit more of a deeper dive on Kyle Lowry from an, uh, from an on-court perspective. Cause like we've, we've heard all the narrative stuff with what he's bringing with Jimmy and, and what he's going to do for the team in terms of being, you know, a veteran point guard that's won and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think we've talked enough on this show about how functionally that looks on the basketball court. So I thought no better person than uh, than Alex to join me. He's probably better at this than Ethan anyway. Um, so, yeah, Kyle Lowry. Uh, first off, I, I just want to say that I um, I probably wasn't as excited as, as I should have been when the acquisition took place, because this has been something that we felt like was, was coming for so long that there was almost like an anticlimactic element to it. 
But as I start to, to lean on it more, I'm getting excited about it. And um, the biggest thing for me uh, that I keep like that sticks to my gut is uh, the pick and roll stuff with Kyle Lowry, like thinking about what he can do as a pick and roll ball handler, getting a full head of steam, um, maybe doing some pick and roll stuff with Jimmy. I really like. So like that was like when I started to unpack this uh, Kyle Lowry stuff, that's where I went. Alex, like when you think about him as a pick and roll ball handler, just as a pick and roll player, what do you see that's going to benefit this team? To me, and it's I like that you bring that up because it's kind of tough to think about, you know, what's the thing I'm most excited about that Kyle Lowry is going to bring to this Miami Heat team. That's definitely one of them. I just think he's going to bring so many different things and we're going to go over them in this podcast as we, uh, you know, go deeper on Lowry's game here and what he brings even at his age. But to me, it's just like whether as a screener or whether as a handler, he's going to be a plus. And the Heat love love to run inverted offense and have been for, you know, damn near a decade at this point. And Spo has only done it more and more. And we saw, and we've only seen that come to a head ever since Bam has become the starter, you know, for the past couple of seasons where Bam is the, you know, kind of running offense all the time. And throughout the playoffs, J Jimmy, uh, you know, the running inverted offense with a smaller guy screening for Jimmy. Oh my God. I can't wait to see those sets with Kyle Lowry, whether it's Lowry screening for Jimmy or Bam screening for Lowry and their pick and roll game, Bam being a better lob threat, getting to the mid range spots easier. Like we saw kind of in the Olympics where it's just like, he's going to contribute in so many aspects there on both ends of screening that I think that's something to get excited about. And it's like, that, that, that doesn't even count going into all the other things. I think he's going to bring on both ends of the floor. And I don't know, man, how, how, what part, of of his game do you want to go to next i mean like so the pick and roll stuff is obviously fun but i feel like he, he's going to be directing traffic in a way that we haven't seen a point guard do in miami in a while he alluded to jimmy still getting his reps and stuff like that um the other thing and you know it's funny how he's kind of um solving so many of the things that miami lacked and the and i'm going to just pivot to point of attack defense like that that is a thing that um there there's been talk of him slipping there but i think in comparison to who has been at the position it's still going to be an upgrade regardless um so like do you think that that's something that's going to be uh, a strength coming to miami or is that going to be something that he's going to uh like that that maybe is his best days of doing that are behind him well, that part is still, I think, remains to be seen because he hasn't stepped out on the floor yet. Maybe he's not exactly in his prime anymore on defense, given that he's 35. But I, I don't, and and we talked about that pre-show that he had a somewhat of a defensive decline last season. But along, you know, with just all the other stuff that was going on with the Raptors playing in Tampa Bay, and just kind of Lowry only playing for what, like half a season. I think he only. I'm looking at it right now. He got 46 games in last season even if it was a shorter season, like that's uh, pretty low. So he's going to be coming in well-rested at least, you know, I know he had his, his things going on there. They, you know, they kind of got ravaged by COVID and injuries and whatnot over there. It was just kind of an, you know, they had their, he had his foot out the door after the trade yeah, deadline. Right? He thought he was going to be out. He had that whole like speech that he did at, at the presser during that last game before the deadline where he so thought weird. he was going to get traded. So, I he don't balled know out too against the Lakers, right? I think it was against the Lakers. He had his last yep. game and he balled. Yep, I've already seen that. I, I had to watch back that highlight video just to show myself what Lowry's still capable of. Obviously not on a nightly basis, but it was just like, 
yeah, it's good to see him still put up those kinds of performances. And point of attack defense here with Lowry. I'm not sure how, how much to take of that decline. Like I said, I'm still expecting a whole lot. So even if there was a slight drop-off, I'm still expecting high, high-level defense and something that we haven't seen. Because you mentioned the, the stuff from point guard on offense. We haven't seen this, you know, from defense in, like I said, about a decade when it comes to, you know, Chalmers and Norris Cole being those bulldogs on the defensive end. Like we, you know, we were supposed to get some of that with Avery Bradley in the rotation. It never worked out. Uh, it was always nicer in theory than the, than the way it played out on the floor. Probably not his fault. But, you know, uh, Lowry, I think he's somebody that's going to be able to navigate screens just like exponentially better than anybody they've had the past couple of seasons. Exponentially better. Like the gap is ginormous. And, and I'm not trying to talk down on Kendrick and Goron. It's just the truth. Like we talked about it for the past couple of seasons. That was where they lacked in just specifically the most. And Lowry is very strong when it comes to navigating screens on defense, staying in front of his man. And although he isn't the quickest guy anymore and, you know, he might, you know, De'Aaron Fox or Trey Young might blow by him now and then. For the most part, he's going to funnel guys to where they're supposed to go. He's going to take charges on defense. We know that already. He's a great positional guy. Uh, if they want to switch, if they want to drop, he's going to be excellent in either one of those coverages. They want to go back to trapping, which I'm not expecting a whole lot of anymore. Now that they don't have so many bad defenders, maybe not That's so true. much. Zone. They're not going to have to be scrambling into that. Yeah, maybe not so much overhelping. Like, regardless, I think it's going to be a lot more of the simpler stuff, whether it's sticking to a switching type defense, depending on who's on the floor, or, or a drop type defense, if it's like Deadman and Morris on the floor, for example. Uh, I just think Lowry fits the bill perfectly. And to me, that, that defense stuff is something to really, really, really get excited about because you're going to see it in the front court and the back court. And it's just going to make life so much easier on Jimmy and Bam on both ends of the floor. Yeah, you talked about like going back and watching highlights. I've done some of that too. And then like I obviously have to go box score watching a little bit and um, just looking back through uh, Kyle Lowry's, uh, you know, last few seasons and just tracking that kind of stuff. I did uh, see like that there's been a couple years here where he's had some really high free throw attempt seasons, like up six, six attempts a game. And then he comes down to three, three and a half. I'm interested to see how he's able to get downhill, attack. Uh, that's something like a secondary playmaker was missing so many times whenever Jimmy would get bottled up. So I'm interested to see how much he can create that way and get to the line. Uh, so that's something else that like, as I think through and, and just listening to you wax poetic about the stuff he can do on defense, I'm starting to like make my rounds about all the other things he can do. Um, I, I just love that idea of, um, of what he brings, uh, you know, offensively that way. Uh, just we, we need playmakers and he's one of them. He, yeah, that's absolutely true. And he's a playmaker in different ways. And it's like, I'm looking at it right now. I had checked the numbers before, but I didn't realize the gap. Like you said, how crazy it was. This is why it's hard to, I'm not sure where, which one he's closer to. You look at the last couple of seasons and his free throw attempts last year was at 4.8 per game. And the year before that 7.8, like that's a pretty big difference. Then the couple of years before that, 5.1, 4.2. And then two years before that, 8.9, 8.2. So it's like literally going back and forth between, you know, look, regardless if you take, you, you're, you're going to take five or six if that's the case, right? Like he could absolutely use every extra free throw and somebody that you know is going to be able to sink them 
at a good at a good rate there. Yeah, and just to clarify, that's per 100 possessions there, so it's pace adjusted. And I think you're onto something there, like watching him uh, in his free throw shooting and just what that can do for the team. Because um, you know Jimmy can't be the only one getting to the line consistently. Um, there are there are a few other elements to Kyle Lowry's game. I think we do need to talk about. I also think that it would be negligent of us not to address some of maybe our um, overarching concerns. So we'll get into some of that uh, directly after the break. We'll get back to our episode in a second, but before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's our friends over at Therapist Preferred. Therapist Preferred founded in 2019. We have a lot of people who are following the network who have sampled these, and now they can't live without them, even though they're 100% THC-free and third-party lab verified. Of course, all the products made it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. The most popular products, CBD sports creams, strawberry lemonade gummies, and the green apple gummies. Use the promo code. This promo code is back. Use the promo code 5REASONS. That's the number five reasons for 25% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders. I can tell you they'll get to you within a week. So you get, you want them, you'll get them. Go to therapistpreferred.com. That's therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5REASONS to get your bonus. And now back to the episode. Okay. Back on five on the floor. Uh, we are discussing Kyle Lowry and we've kind of waxed poetic. I've used that term quite a bit lately because we've kind of been doing that from a narrative perspective around this team. Ethan may challenge us soon listeners. So just get ready for a hot debate coming about this roster, maybe on the next episode, but for now we're sticking to the positive side. We are hope trafficking. We are, you know what? It's not really even hope trafficking because, um, Kyle, Kyle Lowry is an absolute upgrade. And we've talked a lot about all the things that he's going to do, whether it be a quarterback of the offense. Now a uh, point guard that they haven't had the, uh, you know, point of attack defense. We've, we've kind of discussed a little bit. We talked about him as a secondary creator, pick and roll handler, all that great stuff. But um, like the defensive side of the ball, I guess is where uh, if there's anywhere that I think, we could start to see a slip that would probably be it. Um, and, and I'm interested to see how they uh, handle him in that way. Like if there is like any uh, saving him for the playoffs, you know, like the minutes thing, I think will be fascinating with Kyle Lowry and how they manage that part of it. Uh, and I just think it's directly tied to defense and how hard he can go on both ends. If he's quarterback in the way we're talking about, are you concerned with his defense overall, Alex? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that there is some concern that that would be the first thing to go once he does start to decline. I think, obviously, you want that to happen later rather than sooner. It's an obvious thing, but it's just like I, I think that would be the one concern when, when it comes to, like, the age and people bring that up. I'm Like, I think his shot is so real and so deadly that although he's not Steph Curry level, like, the, he, he's a deadly shooter. He's obviously a really smart player who's going to be able to collapse defenses. And even though if he's not a rim attacker per se, he does get into the teeth of defenses to kind of create stuff for others or for himself. You know, he know he has kind of the intermediate stuff whenever it's available to him. Uh, so 
he has so many aspects of his game on offense that I think he's going to contribute in for years. The defense, if he starts to get slower, you know, sooner than later, that can be a problem because that's part of the reason why, you know, you, you pay him so much is like, this guy's going to be a two way all-star for you. But I just don't, I'm not, I'm not really worried about that happening this season. And I could be wrong because, you know, I, I heard Sean Woodley from Locked On Raptors say that uh, with David Ramil on Locked On Heat podcast. Shout out to him. I, I just did a, an appearance with him today. I'm doing another one tomorrow. If you guys want to check that out, uh, you know, friend of the show, friend of the program. Definitely. But, um, you know, that, and I've heard other Raptors people say similar things that he just kind of had a down year on defense. And again, from some of the stuff we talked about earlier in the show, I wonder if it has to do with just the weird context of the season with his Tampa Bay Raptors over there. And so I just think you hope that it corrects itself a little bit. I just think the whole team itself was down. They had, you know, kind of similar context going on to what the Heat had. And I would expect there to be an upswing in Lowry's defense, especially playing next to the like of Jimmy Butler, Bam, P.J. Tucker most likely as in that starting four position, and Duncan, who was an improved defender, a much improved defender from the beginning of last season to the end of last season. So I That's just think it's going to be, be it's going to be a lot easier on him to be, you know, to do his to perform his his role well on defense. I will say in uh, continuing continuing along the line with the per 100 possession numbers, the defensive rating, the, you know, defensive uh, box plus minus those types of advanced numbers did fall off a little bit as well last season. So it goes along with the Raptors, what people were saying. Again, I think you hope that that's something that can go back the other way based on the type of team that he's got around him now. I just think he's still, like, I've tried to watch some back some of the stuff from last season, and it still looks like the same guy to me. So that's why I'm not so worried. Especially in high leverage situations. Um, I did the same thing. Like, I, I do this thing whenever the Heat acquire a new player, such as Kyle Lowry, that's of that, you know, stature in the league. And I, I start to try to go back and, and do my homework because I admittedly don't get to know every player around the league. I, I don't even try. And um, uh, something that strikes me as we kind of, uh, you know, we you talked about, I talked about some of the concerns about his age and all that stuff. But the more that I think about it, like that stuff is really, um, it's tertiary to what we're really looking at with him. Like it's way in the background to me. I am not focused on any of those negatives. I think even Kyle Lowry at the expected declines is going to be better than anything they had defensively going uh, with, as you said earlier, Goron and none. And another cool part of this, uh, you know, as I read back and I, I checked out some of his player tri- players tribune, um, like where he, you know, did some writings. Uh, there was one in 2019 after he won the championship where he said, uh, basketball, that's always been a sanctuary, no matter how intense the game is. I thought that was pretty a pretty dope quote. And it's like, I think that that is another element of Kyle Lowry that's going to help this team is in those pressure situations. You're going to have another good shot maker, uh, another decision maker, like just just even inbounding the basketball at times is going to be huge for him. Um, and then also, you know, late in games, you alluded to this and, and, and um, I think it's really, really valid, like what he's going to do to help keep Duncan on the floor. Yeah. Like, I just think the, the, <laughs> the team it's been weird. And this is something that Cooper Moorhead from heat.com has, has kind of honed in on over the past couple of seasons is, in both of these regular seasons with Jimmy Butler on the team, the Heat have not been a good clutch team when you're comparing to the rest of the league. They've been in the bottom three or bottom five in clutch 
numbers. I don't exactly, I don't have the exact uh, parameters of the stats that he was referring to, but I'm pretty sure it was that the general definition of the last five minutes of the game. And I'm pretty sure that's what he was referring to. And I've seen him tweet it a lot. The one time where it was different was the bubble. So that's the one actual thing that you can point to the heat really up, you know, uh, getting better at in the bubble was the crunch time stuff. And the one thing you could really point out there was putting the extra decision maker and shot maker on the floor in Goran Dragic and putting him there for that extra period of time as a starter and the closer and just getting somebody there at a high level who can do that stuff for you. Obviously, Goran didn't bring the defensive stuff, but he was playing at such a high level on offense as a creator and as a shot maker that it just took the heat to an extra level on that side of the floor. I feel like it just gave him a whole extra dynamic that they didn't really have Whereas, like, a lot of it was really Bam and Jimmy trying to set up for everybody else. You had an extra guard who gives you an extra option as a pull-up shooter. Lowry does all of those things now at a higher rate than Goron did in the bubble. At least that's how I feel. I think maybe Goron is a little bit better as, like, he's more of a scoring guard, I feel, whereas Lowry is a little bit more balanced towards the playmaking. I feel like he's definitely a a better playmaker than Goron, more versatile as far as getting guys into their spots specifically for those you know, the types of players that are around him. So I just think once you get to those crunch time situations, you're going to have somebody out there who's going to give you multiple ways to play. And I think you saw the Bucks really get better after they acquired Drew for, for similar reasons where, so you know, true. you didn't have Giannis at the top of the key always. And there was just a lot more variety. You know, they added the Middleton Giannis sc- uh, screen and roll, the Drew Giannis screen and roll. So it's more than just Drew by himself playmaking, but just having all the variety to the game where it becomes harder to scheme out and harder to kind of, you know, defend the same way over and over when you just know that the team is looking for a Duncan, Duncan Robinson dribble handoff. There's still going to be plenty of handoffs this year because Lowry is also one of the best handoff players in the league, but it's also just going to have way more options and better players executing these plays. So You've got the variety and you've got people doing it at a higher level than you have in the past on both ends of the floor. So it's just tough to really knock. Yeah, no. And you mentioned the dribble handoff stuff. I want to give a shout out on Twitter to uh, at the the Mad Heat fan. Um, he did a, a great thread on um, the 7th. So that's three days from the day that we're recording now uh, on August 7th, kind of breaking down Dragic and Kyle Lowry and their games and, and how they um, – stacked up and and essentially as you look at the numbers i mean particularly all the shooting statistics Kyle Lowry is more efficient in almost every single category. So I think ultimately, as we talked about some of these concerns. Also like, getting up seven, eight threes a game, by the way. Right. I know that kind of volume and the 39% shooting. I mean, even if that takes Off a slight dribble. dip, it's Off huge. Like that's enormous. It's a whole other dynamic to their office that they haven't had since Goron was doing stuff off the dribble, considering you're also adding in the playmaking, you know, Lowry gets to the line a little bit, as we've talked about. I just think like having that pull-up shooting option is going to make things easier for the rest of the offense to breathe a bit. Yeah. I mean, and then I'll close here with something that came off of the Mad Heat fans uh, thread with, uh, with just like when we talk about driving to the, to the basket, you talk about Gorn and really what made him special is when he got downhill and he got a full head of steam, his first step, you know, like when he initially got here, those were the things. But if you look at last year, uh, Lowry had more drives per game, uh, shot a um, higher percentage when he got to the basket. Um, so I, I, I just he's not see even known for his finishing, but that's exactly. why I say that he, although he's not exactly the high volume score that people have envisioned for this team, like a Lavinia Veal, for example, or even a DeRozan, he's going to he have- does fit the bill of 
the playmaker and being able to score and make things happen from all three levels. Even if obviously he's better at shooting than, than getting to the rim, he does add to all those things. He's also a great rebounder for his position, can guard up on defense. It, obviously a really smart player, ha has all the leadership stuff that is unquantifiable. And the reputation that he has uh, that precedes him as well as the on-court chemistry, like it's he's re it's really the intersection. I feel like, you know, when, when with this big three that they have right now, maybe it's not the most talented, but it's the intersection of on-court chemistry, off-court chemistry. I just think it's a really perfect hand-in-glove fit with Kyle Lowry. And even though maybe he's not in his prime prime anymore, it's still going to be a huge addition because they need every single thing that he brings. Definitely. So I think we've talked you into to Kyle Lowry. I've talked myself into Kyle Lowry. Uh, so we definitely wanted to give him his flowers throughout this offseason. And um, we will definitely talk a lot more about him. But, you know, this episode, we really just wanted to deep dive into his game. Uh, Ethan will be back and uh, we will have some hot uh, takes and debates coming your way with the next episode related to this roster. Um, we'll see where that goes, but uh, thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.